You're listening to Fanholes, a podcast for fans by the fans. Secret Brothers. I have clinical. You guys are like wasting my time right now. Hey, baby. What's <laughs> going on? This is my microphone voice. <laughs> Where do you buy those at? I need one. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I didn't invent honorable mentions, mister. <laughs> I have a headset. It looks way cool. You should all be jealous. I, uh, we are. I'm with Mike on that one. I'm a woman! <laughs> it is our show. It's called Fan Holes, not, you know, what you guys want. <laughs> <laughs> We do a podcast? What the fuck? Vegeta! Vegeta! It's time! Oh, time for what, Nappa? It's time to listen to the Fan Holes Podcast. The pop culture podcast made for the fans by the fans. They're going to talk about SH Figure Arts this week, Vegeta. Yes, yes, very well. Vegeta, how many points of super hyper articulation would you say your action figure has? Oh, I don't know. At last count, I believe it was something like... It's over 9,000! Over 9,000?! Yes, yes, either that or that's how much my figure costs on the aftermarket. I forget which. Vegeta, I don't even have an action figure yet. I mean, they showed one of me at the toy show, but I've never been released for mass public consumption. Yes, well, who wants to buy a figure of a dead man anyway? <laughs> Somebody would want to buy me. I know that fellow on the fan hole says he doesn't like buying dead action figures. Well, at least you'd buy an action figure of me, Vegeta, wouldn't you? I don't want to buy an action figure of a dead man. Well, maybe if you came with a Chiaotzu pack-in and it exploded you. Aww, Vegeta. Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of Fanholes Podcast. Hey, what's up guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts for tonight. And joining me tonight to be super hyper-articulated are two count them two of my fellow fan holes and they come with alternate heads and expressions and all kinds of cool stuff hey it's mike and my two alternate heads are slightly annoyed and constipated (laughs) hey everybody this is tony i have six sets of alternate hands and they're all flipping you off yeah all right so if you (laughs) haven't figured out by the the cleverly dropped hints we decided that we would like to discuss the Bandai Tamashi Nation's action figure line, SH Figure Arts, tonight. And we just decided, like, because all, all of us basically at one point or another have collected this particular line. Now, I guess there's different properties and IPs and focuses and everything like that. But we just thought it'd be fun to sit down and kind of go through, you know, and talk about some of the figures we own and who we like. And, you know, maybe maybe we have, you know, figures that we have on our wish lists or figures we'd like to see get made. So, I figured we'd all just kind of go into those kind of topics and everything like that. I guess just a brief overview. According to the Google-translated Japanese wiki page, SH Figure Arts actually stands for 
simple style and heroic action, which I had no idea that's what it stood for. I thought it, I really did think it was super hyper articulated or whatever. And then it says it's also so so haku figure arts. So I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but the the figure line in and of itself. I mean, it's 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 basically for they. I mean, they definitely pitch it as an action figure for an adult collector. You know, it comes usually with a base body, and in some cases there are alternate heads or faces. There are usually multiple hands and different kinds of weapons and articulation and action features and everything like that. I know some of the primary franchises that it dealt with when it first started were things like. Common Rider, which we've been talking about over on Toku Thursdays, but it's also delved into other tokusatsu like Super Sentai and then things we talk about on Mobile Suit Mondays, like the characters from Gundam and, you know, basically a lot of different animes and, and shows that we've done rather recently, whether it's, you know, stuff about Tiger and Bunny or, you know, shows we've never even mentioned, like I think, like, there's stuff about, like, Naruto and Pretty Cure and all, all kinds of stuff. So, anyway, I just thought it'd be fun to talk about it, and so here we are. I know, I, I, I guess I guess we could just start with, like, do you have any particular focus in, in terms of SH figure arts? Like, I know for me, like, I enjoy things like team building. I enjoy things like maybe a character focus. I mean, I, I guess that's how I sort of fell into it, because... For me, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't have gotten into figure arts or had a figure arts at all if it wasn't for Mike, actually, because Mike got me my first figure art, which was the the San Diego Comic-Con Gohan from Dragon Ball Z. So, I mean, I've obviously thanked him for that in the past, but, you know, I totally appreciate it now because every time I go on like Amazon or eBay or whatever, that thing's like $2 billion or whatever. So <laughs> I was like, I don't know what he paid for it, but I'm sure if I tried to get it now, it'd be totally and utterly ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm happy he snagged that for me since I am a fan of the character. That's like, that one wasn't even like the first release of that mold. Like I, I think I only paid like, like 30, 40 bucks when I like gave it to you. But like, I, I think, like, I have the original release of that, and I, I don't know how much that is going for, but if the recaller is going for, like, over 100 bucks now, I can only imagine what the original one is going for. Yeah, and it's weird, because I know they've recently re-released it again. Like, I, I sometimes I'm hard-pressed to understand, like, because sometimes they seem to be pretty indignant about, like, oh, these, these items will never be re-released, but then they get re-released like slightly tweaked, so somehow that gets around that rule maybe or something because I think I think the version of Gohan that just came out now is to me it's like a re-release, but it's like I don't know if they're calling it like the anime colors or the the manga colors or you know whatever like some some kind of designation where the paint applications are, are slightly tweaked and different looking than the previous releases and everything. So, I mean, me, I'm just happy to have the one guy. I mean, it was, it was cool. I mean, in terms of that, like my focus, like it's like I did pre-order the, the ultimate Gohan. So I guess in some sense, my focus in that arena is on character, you know, like I'm, I'm like, I'm not, I don't know that I'm exactly trying to world, world build the Dragon Ball universe because every time I turn around, 
you know, one of those new releases is already pretty high priced when it comes out. And then you turn around and it's like Frieza and Cell are like 200 bucks now or something. So it's like, I, I guess it's kind of, if you're trying to get into it now, I feel sorry for whoever's like, oh yeah, I want to get into this. Because, you know, some of those figures are not, at least in terms of Dragon Ball, it doesn't seem like, unless they keep re-releasing them maybe with slightly altered color tweaks, then maybe everybody can sort of grab something that they want. But, you know, I guess it just depends on who's coming out and what's being released. If, if it's if it's like a character like Goku, you can probably find a Goku pretty easily. But yeah, like yeah. if you want like Frieza or Cell or like you know yeah like Trunks, like I know Trunks is like a re-release, but like free like well and Frieza is too. But like I, I wanted Cell for the longest time, and I kept waiting because like I guess his he his when he was first released his standard retail was about like 60 bucks like US and I was like that's a little too high I'll wait till he like drops to like maybe 40 cuz that's probably my break off point for these figures and he never did and now he's like yeah like over like 200 bucks I think on Amazon cuz they never like reissued him or anything so like now I got to wait to see if they they're going to like recolor him or reissue him eventually so, like, what, what, I mean, what would you say, like, your focus is, I mean, are you definitely trying to world build with Dragon Ball and figure arts, or are you just kind of focusing on some of the characters that are your favorites? I mean, I'm, I'm looking at a avatar of Vegito staring me down with the cool cross-arm interchangeable hands and everything, or arms, I guess, and I, I remember some people asking, like, oh, did, did, was that something that was introduced with the Dragon Ball figures? But what I noticed was when I got a Gokaiger, Gokai Red also is one of those cool, fiery, angry Japanese cool guys or whatever, you know? So so basically he's also got kind of his arms crossed, and he's got a swap out that's, you know, very similar to, I guess, Android, what is it, Android 17 and Vegito and, and those kind of, you know, I know there's different yeah, the, figure arts characters that have, like, the swapped arms. So I would imagine maybe the first time it was done was with Gokai Red, but... I mean, it's. I, I think those are kind of cool. Yeah, like Piccolo has one of those pieces too, where it's like, well, it's like it, it looks great from the front, but if you like look at the underside of those things, there's like a huge like carved out chunk of plastic, so it it like fits across their chests. But you know, I guess you know it's not meant to be examined to, to that much detail. Yeah, yeah, it's just supposed to be sort of depending on the aesthetics. Like even in the. The, the picture you've got on your, your avatar right now of Vegito. Like, it's not like, you know, I mean, he, it looks like he's just got his arms crossed, you know, so. Oh, in the answer to your question, yeah, it, it's mostly, like, the same as you as, like, character-based. Like, I, I think, I uh, obviously, I'm a big DBZ fan, so, like, and Piccolo's my favorite character, so obviously he was someone I had to get, and I did, and then I got, like, the Gohan, like, you got... I got let's see I, uh, trunks and then uh, I got I got Vegito because basically like when it, it was when we were starting to notice that the, these things were getting wicked expensive and if you ever wanted to get one of them you should like pre-order it as soon as possible basically so Vegito was like I thought. He was only like thirty five bucks pre ordered, so I was like, Oh, that's kinda cheap for a new release. So like I just kinda put down the pre order and for him and like obviously like I don't know how much of a favorite character he is, but I he, I mean he's cool and everything, so like I thought he'd be a cool like display piece and he is, so that's why I got him. 
And then the only other, like, outside of Dragon Ball, the only other figure I have is Luigi, like a Mario and Luigi, which my roommate got for me for my birthday, because he knows that Luigi is my favorite, like, Mario brother, like, out of the two of them, so... That's uh, cool. He, yeah. yeah, he's he's pretty nice. He's super articulated. He he faithfully, you know, represent like is a representation of the typical like Luigi and Mario proportions. He comes with a little like turtle shell and a, a question mark box. So yeah, he he's pretty awesome. He's on my desk, and yeah, the, the Dragon Ball guys are all cool. I don't know, like obviously like. This figure line and most figure lines that are like this like pride themselves on like super articulation and like looking dynamic and stuff. But I guess I, the only one I was disappointed in was Trunks because like I wanted to kind of recreate his like just slashed Frieza in two pose, but like the way his jacket is molded, he can't actually like hold his sword in two hands, so it's kind of hard. It seems like that's something they should have thought of, kind of like with the crossed hands. Yeah. Like maybe they could have had a piece where. You you insert the sort of I guess for lack of a better term you know grip hands you know version where you could just put those into both arm sockets or something and yeah, then, and then recreate yeah. that yeah well, I, I was kind of like he can't even like put his his arms can't come like he has like the wide open hands for like the blast hands but he can't like put them together and make that you know when he does like the diamond shape with his thumb and forefingers like in that episode so he can't even do that so i was like okay so that's like two of his like iconic poses he can't do so i was kind of like annoyed with that but i mean otherwise you know you know they're they're, they're good figures i mean uh, when i get my hands on Fighting as a Super Saiyan was overdoing it a bit. I know, I know for me, like, I, I think that figure that you got me, like, while I was uh, grateful and thankful, I know for me, like, that my first experience with the figure art was with that figure. And for me, it was kind of hair-raising, like, because I, I felt like the, the plastic was pretty hard and I was always concerned I was going to break it. And, like, so, some of what I noticed later is if I ever encounter problems where things couldn't be forced, you know, obviously you can use, like, the, the boiling water, the kind of, like, heat from a hairdryer method just to loosen it up so that it's easy to take off hands and, and exchange, you know, parts, whether they're accessories or stuff like that. But the, the one thing that I did notice, and, and I, I don't know if it's true of all human like humanoid, like with faces type ASH figure arts. But for me, like that version of Gohan and then Blue Rose from the Tiger and Bunny line, like they both kind of were excruciatingly difficult to change their face plates. Like it was like this Herculean ordeal, like just to get like it, it's like it, it it gave me flashbacks because I think most of the figures that are masked, like you don't really have that problem because they either don't have different expressions or you know it's not that big of a deal. So I, I was always kind of like, well, as long as they don't have like human faces, I feel like they're pretty awesome. 
Like, but sometimes, like, with, like, Blue Rose, it's like, oh, she looks like Blue Rose, and she's awesome. But it's like, it's almost like I never want to swap out her face ever again. Because it was just, like, such a, I, it, I, I don't know how to explain it. It was just, it, the, the piece was so snugly in there. And it was like, I was, like, shooting it with hot air and doing all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I, I bet you if I put it in boiling water, it might have come out a bit easier. But it's just, like, you're 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 always afraid that, like, because of the way everything is so carefully positioned, it's like, I don't want to break the hair, you know, because the hair is also kind of hard plastic as well, you know? So I, I was always kind of concerned about those kind of things. But, I mean, speaking to that, I mean, just, just for me, it was like the second figure I got after that, which I, I'd probably say is one of my favorite figures that I've gotten, was Common Rider Gaim. And, like, that figure, I think, made me want to check out more figure arts figures because I didn't have any issues with it. Like nothing really broke and it wasn't like hair raising trying to, you know, like swap out face plates or anything like that. I was just kind of like, Oh, he's a fun figure. He's got really cool accessories. What's funny is I did break it, but it's kind of my own fault because I had him standing up in, in my room, this room that I'm recording in now. And it's got a heart. And I, it, I just didn't take into account, like, because I guess before I was used to this room having carpet in it and everything. And so, like, if something fell from, like, a, you know, not, not a necessarily large height, but it was on, like, a little DVD shelf. And, you know, I bumped into it, and then the figure fell off and hit the floor. Well, if it was carpet, nothing would have happened. But since it was hardwood floor, like, one of the shoulder pads broke. And, like, it wasn't a huge deal because... It was a pretty clean break, and I could super glue it back on, but it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, i got to remember, like, to be careful with these things if they're in, like, on a high location and, you know, they could impact a hard floor and stuff like that. But, I mean, I, I really enjoy, like, the the Gaim figure that I got because he's basically, I mean, he comes with his lock seed. He's got his little orange sword of justice, you know, his citrusy sort of justice and everything like that. And I, I, I would say that's probably one of my, my favorite figures, but I'm just curious, like, do you, did you have any big issues with like sort of the, the human figures and like changing out faceplates, or is it just me being the kind of like jittery, you know, collector kind of going, Oh no, I'm going to break this. Or I was just curious. Well, like. I, I would definitely say there's some, yeah, sometimes like, I don't know. Like I think I think it's either Trunks or my Gohan where the 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 face like kind of doesn't go all the way in like into the things like maybe it's a the, the this a little bit more plastic on the pegs than there should be and like it 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 still looks fine and if you plug the hair on top of it it pushes it back like all the way in but like from the bottom it just looks a little uneven but like I said it's like it's something like that's not meant to be viewed Kind of, so. What about you, Tony? Like, do you is there anything that you consider like you have a focus in as far as SH figure arts or? Well, I mean, like you, I I, I got the uh, Gaim figure, and yeah, he's a he's a cool little bugger. I like the fact that, like you say, like he even has like his lock seat, which is really tiny and <laughs> really really well painted though. I'll, I'll give him that. I also have Black RX from the Common Rider series. I, I was lamenting to you about the fact that like after I bought him. I had him for a short period of time. I just kept looking at him, and he looked oddly naked. And I was like, eh, I gotta buy the bike, so I bought the bike. 
which was, was a pretty good bit of money. It wasn't like, you know, ridiculously expensive, but you know, it just, I couldn't do it. I could not have him without his bike. So I, I I'm not, I'm not, I have no buyer's remorse over it because I, I slap him on top of that thing. And I, you know, have like, you know, you put them in so many cool poses, even when they're on their vehicles that, you know, I, I, you get your money's worth. And the, the bikes are actually really nice. They're very like detailed and, you know, it just, you know, they, 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 they didn't skimp on the, uh, the accessories, even if it's just an accessory. And then I guess uh, my last figure I got is the Injustice Batman. Just because I have a couple of Batman from the DCUC line, and while I like the articulation in DCUC and I, I like the way the sculpts look and everything, I just kind of wanted to try out, like, a super articulated Batman. And Figure Arts has him in Injustice. And he's a pretty cool figure, actually. He uh, he, had, he has that kind of video game aesthetic where he's he's more armored-looking and stuff. But he is still hyper-articulated. You know, he comes like a little grappling gun and stuff like that. He has, like, you know, weapons and stuff. And I was telling you about this last night. It's kind of cool. He actually has this cape that's segmented, and you can, like, kind of pull it apart and uh, bunch it together. So it can, like, hang back, like, flat. But you can also unfurl it, and it looks like, you know, he's gliding or, like, the wind's blowing behind him. So that, that was pretty cool. But, yeah, as far as, like, my focus, I just like characters who look cool fighting, like, you know, other characters. Like, you know, I can, like, put my guy up against, you know, Machine Man to figure out, you know, like, his place in the world. Or have, like, you know, Black RX, you know, take on Azrael or Azbats. I don't have Azrael, I have Azbats. And, you know, they're roughly the same scale. It's a little off, but not really that bad. I mean, you know, it's not to where I'm like, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, like, I guess I guess it's that it's that fine line where, you know, the figure arts are slightly under the scale of like a Legends figure. But it's it's definitely bigger than than a G.I. Joe, you know, so you, it's it's kind of somewhere in between that scale, you know, where it's like a five five and a half inch like you know what what i noticed that i thought was interesting was when i started taking pictures with my android kikaida figure i noticed that the the hasbro jedi luke skywalker like lined up exactly with kikaida which i thought was kind of funny because most of the luke skywalker figures are slightly shorter than say han solo like Han Solo is probably the same size as your average Marvel Legends figure, you know, like you could put like Star Lord or Spider Man or somebody next to Han Solo and they'd probably be the same height. But Luke is just a scotch shorter, like in most of the the Hasbro toy lines and everything. So it's like basically I, I remember going, Huh, that's weird. Like I'm like Luke basically like back to back with the figure arts he's about the same height so i thought that was kind of interesting i kind of wondered if like and i'm not trying to be like culturally stupid but i wonder if like they're actually done in in like a real scale and like you know unfortunately most asian men are a little bit shorter asian men and women you know they're usually shorter than westerners because my batman he's actually a little over six inches tall huh that's interesting i i don't know like i i never I, I haven't tried any of the Injustice figures, and I don't know what the scale of, like, say, some of the Star Wars figure arts or the... I know they're coming out with, like, the Avengers ones, like the, the Iron Man and stuff like that. I don't know how similar or different. I, I sort of always assumed they were kind of the same size because, you know, like, the you know Common Rider figures all seem to be in the same scale. 
I, I remember I got the Figma Ryuki figure, and I since gave that to Justin, but he was kind of in that whole figure art scale where, you know, he was slightly shorter than a movie master or a Marvel Legends and stuff like that. But, I mean, I, I guess for me, like, I, I started out getting a bunch of different figures of characters I liked, but not trying to give myself the bug to team build or, or commit to a line or anything like that. Because I think originally, all I really did was, you know, you know, Mike was kind enough to get me the Gohan. I was like, oh, cool, I've got a Gohan. And then since we had started watching Kamen Rider Gaim, I was like, oh, cool, like, that's a cool show and the 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 aesthetic was pleasing to me and you know kind of thinking in terms of what mike was saying about figures getting to be a zillion billion dollars if you don't buy them when they first come out i i pre-ordered gaim on ami ami and you know eventually that showed up to me and stuff and then it seemed like most of the figures i really was looking forward to at that point were from android kikaida and unfortunately, and I don't know if we could get into this or not, I suppose we can talk about it, but, I mean, those are mostly all web exclusives. So it, it's kind of this problematic thing where, yes, you can get them in America, like, yes, you can import them, but the it, it's kind of like getting a, a figure from Maddie Collector, you know, like somebody in Japan has to order it through the website, and then the way you end up getting it is usually through some kind of secondhand shop, so it's usually, you know, I'd say the, the store I go to the most, besides a place like Amazon, would be like Mandarake. And so usually they're marked up a little bit. I, I know when I bought Android Kakaida, I went to a place like Big Bad Toy Store. And, of course, me and Tony were yucking it up the other night. Like, it seems like they, they basically mark it up, you know, double or triple whatever you know, somebody originally pays for it. I mean, I, I even had the joke with Luke when we were talking about Ultraman, and I know I like collecting the, the Ultra Act figures. It's like Ultraman Zero and Ultimate Zero are basically just, you know, it's the difference between, like, Goku and Super Saiyan Goku. I mean, it's just a super version of his form. So the figures aren't that fundamentally different. But yet, I was, like, sitting there yucking it up because it's like, oh, hey, Ultimate Zero is like three times as much as the regular Ultraman Zero. So, uh, you know, with the web exclusives, you feel like sometimes they, I don't know, I, I stopped buying them from Big Bad just because I, I kind of felt like they got marked up way too much. So same with you, though, Tony. The the thing about wanting to, like, like that I had to have the bike because it was like, not not minutes after they announced they were going to make an Android Kakaida figure art, and I was like, Android Kakaida, this is going to be awesome. And he looks like the classic version of the character from the Tokusatsu TV show and everything. So I was really excited about that, and I pre-ordered that on Big Bad right away. But then when I saw they had the sidecar, which is his yellow motorcycle with the sidecar, I was like, well, if I get Kakaida, I was like, I gotta have the sidecar, you know. Like, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it was like funny, and my 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 dad kind of gave me shit about it because I was telling him about that, and he's like, Oh, what's that? And I'm all, Well, you know, it's like the bike to this guy, and I was like, You know, I kind of I had to have the bike, and he's like, Oh yeah, you you gotta have the bike, you know. But he was kind of giving me crap about it, so I thought it was funny, you know. It's yeah. it's just like one of those things where it's like, you know, basically, I don't know, I don't know that the figures feel naked, you know. I mean, obviously the figures are cool in and of their own right but sometimes it, it's cool to to have the bike i think i'm fortunate with gaim because i think his bike looks like ass 
So I, I haven't ever been compelled. Yeah, we agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't ever been compelled to because for for Mike, it's like that that bike that he has. It doesn't really match with him. Like Guy, basically, he's like an orange. You know, he's orange arms. So he's got like you know his his jumpsuit is kind of dark midnight blue, and his armor is all kind of shiny orange and everything. And he's got gold trim and highlights. And like his bike is like pink and white. And I'm just like. <laughs> It doesn't even match. It's like it's like you know I don't know. It's just like I don't I don't get what's going on with that. So I, I never understood <laughs> yeah. that. So I was never I was never compelled to get Gaim's bike. But as far as the Kakaida stuff, I was like, oh yeah, I got to get the sidecar because the sidecar. And it's like you know what I noticed though. I don't know if this is true of Black RX's bike, but you know I ended up getting Kakaida and I ended up getting Hakaida, who is the bad guy in Android Kakaida. And the Hakaida has his own bike, the White Crow. And both the White Crow and the sidecar for Kakaida, like, they come with sticker decals. And I think we've talked about this multiple times on the show, my my fear and loathing of sticker decals. So it's always like, I'm always like, oh, I'm going to fuck this up. I'm going to fuck this up. And I, I, I guess I did okay applying the decals, but I was just curious, does Black RX's bike have a number of decals that you need to apply to the bike? There's a few, not many. And honestly, between how it looks normally and with the decals, not a whole lot of difference. It's just it makes it pop a little bit more. And even though I'm, you know, I, I'm, you know, Gundam model master with stickers, <laughs> I, I, I'm like you. Like with toys, I'm kind of gun shy about stickers because not only do is it's not only that I don't want to like misplace the stickers. In my long history of toy collecting, stickers wear. They usually start peeling, mm. and that bike costs a lot of money. And I don't know if these stickers will peel or not. They might be very high quality. I haven't even bothered to peel them off. But I just don't want to take the risk. I'm like, I'm just going to keep my bike pristine, and I'll be okay with that. <laughs> you know what happened to me? Like, just because we're doing the podcast, and we like to tell stories about the pratfalls of, uh, it's like, oh, no, my my uh, my first world problems with my, my toy stickers, rawr, you know, or whatever. But, like, <laughs> like I the the white crow bike it's like they've got like kawasaki logos you know because it's it's like the bike or whatever and so it's like oh okay well let me put on this cool logo and you know they're supposed to go on the engine or the you know the different parts of the bike and stuff and they give you the little schematic to show you like exactly where you're supposed to put the sticker and all that kind of stuff but the first one i got off with no problem and was able to apply the sticker and I was like, oh, that's easy. And then I tried to do the second one on the other side of the engine. And it was like I peeled off, like, the entire paper with the sticker. So instead of it being translucent, it was white in the background because the paper had ripped off with it. And it was like, I was like, crap, what do I do, you know? And, like, I sort of, like, heated up the sticker a little bit and tried to make it pliable, and eventually I got it off, but it was just, like, one of those things where it was, like, a super pain in the ass the way it had, you know, ripped off with the, you know, it, it basically the paper had stayed attached to the decal, you know, and I was like, oh, damn it, you know? So it was, like, it was kind of a big pain in the ass, but eventually I sort of was able to get all the decals on, but, yeah, I'm I'm sort of gun-shy and scared of stickers. The thing that's cool with bikes, I guess I can ask you this, too, is I know with both those bikes, 
they actually are awesome enough to come with bike riding hands for the figures the bike is made for. So in the case of Kikaida and Hikaida, they, those figures might not come with bike riding hands to swap out in the actual figure, but the, the bike itself comes with additional swap out hands. So the figures do have bike riding hands. Was that true with the, the common rider RX bike? Um, the, the one I have, I mean, I don't think there's any difference, but no, it just, uh, it doesn't come with any riding hands. But it does come with a really cool, like, stand. It's got, like, you know, this thing you can position on to, like, have him... Because it's called the Acrobatter. And he does a lot of tricks on in the show. Well, not a lot, but he does, you know, jumps and flips and uh, whatever. And you can there's actually a stand where you can actually mount it. And, you know, you can have him, like, you know, like, doing that, you know, big jump over, like, you know, barrels and stuff. So that's, that's kind of cool. Don't underestimate me. Wouldn't dream of it. <laughs> Besides Dragon Ball and Kamen Rider and Kakaida, some of the other focuses like have been anime series, and I enjoy, as as you guys, the listeners probably well know, you know, I enjoy Mobile Suit Gundam a whole lot, and two of the figure arts that they had come out with that are related to the characters in Mobile Suit Gundam were Domon Kashu and Master Asia from Mobile Suit G Gundam. So I, I mean, it was like. I saw that they were coming out with Master Asia, and Domon Kashu was one of those early releases, so it, it took me a while to pull the trigger on it. Like, it's interesting. I like him, but he seems a little less aesthetically pleasing. Like, he kind of seems like, if you were into, like, Marvel Legends, like, he seems like the Toy Biz era of figure arts, where it's like they were hyper-articulated, but he, he, he can look a little funny-looking in certain positions and stuff like that. But I guess the reason why I finally bid on it was because Master Asia had come out, and he was pretty cheap. So I sort of just rationalized, like, oh, well, I sort of split the cost between the two of them. So in my mind, it was like they were both, like, $30 figures, but that's because Master Asia was actually, like, $20, and Domon was, like, 40 or something like that. So I, I sort of figured, oh, I just split the difference, and, and they, they become the same price, kind of, you know, since I'm buying them both, and actually it's interesting because, I, I mean, and I don't mean to disparage Master Asia in any way, shape, or form, but, like, part of me is kind of like, well, why would I buy Master Asia if I don't have Domon? And then the other thing was, do I really want a figure of, like, an old guy? You know, like, just an old man <laughs> figure, you know? like And that that was part of what was going through my head. But interestingly enough, I mean, I think the way they've, design these figures and, and how cool it's gotten. I mean, I, I was surprised. Like, I really, re I mean, for, for my, I guess, bias against human figures, you know, especially like the Dragon Ball ones, like kind of worried about Blue Rose and characters like that, like having, you know, like faces that are hard to swap out and everything. Like, interestingly enough, I didn't have any of those problems with Domon, who was one of the older versions of a figure art and then master asia i think looks aesthetically pleasing and he's also really easy to pose around and everything i mean i think some of that comes from you just kind of swap out the whole head so like there's that aspect to it where he doesn't have a lot of hair to get in the way like i guess his hair transition is like you can put in like different ponytails and stuff like that so he's got like the the straight ponytail and then like the action like i'm gonna 
punch you upside the head ponytail or whatever, like the in motion ponytail and stuff like that. And then, you know, there's kind of a cool thing where you can sort of dislocate him at the waist because you can either have him with his sash where he's wearing his sash, but then you can also set up the figure to where he's sashless and his sash is actually like this straightened, like it's like he's towel whipping somebody, you know, basically like he does on the show with the sash. And so there's that aspect to it. And then th- this is something that, that Mike might be interested in as well. And maybe we can talk about a little bit, but it, it seems like they also tried to give incentives for people to buy other lines like the robot Damashi, because that master Asia comes with, one of those robot Damashi heads for Master Asia's Gundam, but it's got his human head within the Gundam. Like, he's wearing it like a a helmet almost. Like, they kind of, like some of those scenes on the show where they sort of try to display the human being inside the suit in like another kind of funny way, which is, you know, they kind of hyper, they superimpose the face you know, on the Gundam head, you know, to sort of show that. So there's that alternate head if somebody was collecting the robot Damashi stuff. Yeah, I thought that was a really nice touch. I know, uh, yeah. I, I saw they, they're, they're planning on releasing, like, Schwartz Bruder, and, like, there were pictures of, like, a Rain and Alan being, like, the, the trace suits or whatever, like, from like way back, like from like a year ago, but there hasn't been any news on those yet. But I, yeah. I know like I think like in the last convention they had, they showed like a Schwartz Bruder like figure. So that that's pretty cool. I, I remember when they were showing off Master Asia, there was actually an alternate Domone. It was like because the Domone figure that I'm talking about, the Domone Kashu, he also has his trace suit. You know, the suit he wears when he's inside the Gundam controlling it. But there was also another figure art that was actually him in his civilian clothes, you know, with his, like, you know, cape and, you know, sort of militaristic-looking kind of, you know... His his King of Hearts look, yeah. Yeah, so so th- there was going to be some sort of figure like that at some point. It's interesting, though, because w- what I've tended to notice is much in the vein of like, I guess, Marvel Legends fans who were constantly complaining about, you know, we saw, you know, figure XYZ at San Diego Comic-Con, and then it never got released, and, you know, these articles about, here's a whole slew of unreleased figures, you know, yada, 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 that we've never gotten but have been tooled. Like, it seems like for all the different franchises, there are a lot of figures like that. Like, you know, somebody sees a Schwartz Bruder, you know, at one of these toy fair shows or whatever in Japan. And then, you know, there's a whole list just dedicated to figures people saw at toy shows that have never actually been released for public consumption, you know? So I, I, that's kind of interesting too. Like, I mean, I, I don't know how many of those are Dragon Ball figures, but just, just to give you an idea of something that's like a simple, easy, I guess, repaint or whatever. One of the figures that I recently got was Shinkin Red, which would be like Power Rangers Samurai. And if you think about it, like eventually, like they upgrade to the super forms. So that's what you'd know as like Power Rangers Super Samurai or whatever. And so basically, which one you got? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I have the, you know, the, the base one, the regular one, just Shinkin Red. And there, there is a figure out there for the super version where he's got kind of like the white, 
armor and and all this kind of stuff around him with the the sword and different things like that. But speaking to that of of the idea of there being all these unreleased figures, there were super versions made of all the other rangers, you know, the the red and beyond the red, you know, the blue and the pink and the yellow and the green, but they've never actually ever been released. And that's true of like the the Deka Rangers who were like the Power Rangers SPD, like they have like super modes as well, and those were never released officially and stuff like that. So there's there's certain characters that people have seen at toy shows and they've just never been released. Another figure I, I was kind of a fan of, and I guess this is kind of character based, but it's actually it's funny, it's actually kind of author based too, because I got the figure art of Cyborg 009, and that is basically the same guy who created Kikaida. So, I mean, part of me was thinking, like, I should get Kamen Rider V3 and or, or maybe the original Kamen Rider, and then it would be like an Ishinomori, like, you know, action figure setup, you know, because they were all created by the same guy, you know, the same author or whatever. I, I was a big fan of that show when it was on Toonami. Like, I enjoyed it. I, I liked watching it. I thought he had a cool look and everything. Uh, this seems to be more based on the recent film from 2012. And interestingly enough, it looks like it's getting a Blu-ray release, and it's going to be released by Funimation with a dub coming up here in a couple, like, you know, basically, by the time you're hearing this, it'll totally be out. It's based, the look of it is not based so much on the original manga or, like, some of the classic anime. It's more based on that movie from 2012, his his look. That There was another figure that I was kind of gun-shy about, too, because I was like, oh, he's a human figure. Am I going to like him? And he was actually really easy to pose and swap the parts and pieces and everything from and everything. And, and like Master Asia with his ponytail, 009 has a scarf as well. And you can do the kind of, I guess, scarf at ease swap out. And then, you know, the action scarf, you know, where he's like leaping around and punching <laughs> stuff and everything. So the scarf is, you know, in kind of a erect, you know, like motion, you know, speed line look or whatever. And so I, I thought all that stuff was kind of fun and awesome. Because you can use the phrase action scarf in your life. So, yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> action scarf. You know, so yeah, it's 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 gonna be rad. Is it really you? I have faith in Joe. Believe in him. Can this can this really be? You know, other other anime that I was getting into besides Dragon Ball Z was Naruto, and Naruto got his first figure art from the the Shippuden line, and it was you know the title character, obviously. So I I did get that, and that was pretty you know that was one of those newer releases, probably like a wider release that was not a web exclusive that was pretty easy to get. And that was something as well that was like, oh, it's a human figure, but I, I guess he's not as muscular as some of the Dragon Ball guys, so it's like he, he kind of has, like, clothes, and he's a kid, and, you know, I, I just, I, basically a lot of those things were 
more pleasing to me than, I guess, you know, like, because I know Gohan, like, it's like, you know, his pants look pretty cool, but, like, sometimes it's hard to get his his arms into, like, positions that don't look like a toy, I guess, if uh, that's the best way I can describe it, you know, where it's like, I'm always, like, looking at the box, like, I'm like, how did they get him in that cool-looking pose? Like, you know, maybe I'm just, I'm, like, pose (laughs) illiterate, because it's like, sometimes I can't pose stuff as cool as everybody else, but I I definitely enjoyed uh, the the, the Naruto figure that I got. Like, that was one of the early ones I got, along with Kakaida and stuff. I will say, like, you know, there there are quality control things, like, you have to be wary of, but most of it, to me, seems to be when you swap out parts. Like, that's where I run into the most problems. Because, like, I I don't know how to describe it. Like, I think Android Kakaida would have been my number one pick instead of Gaim had this one thing not happened. And basically, it didn't break, but you know how, like, when you swap out hands and you've got, you know, the punchy hands and the karate chop hands and the motorcycle hands and the grabby hands and, you know, you've got all these different hands and everything. And so on the the right side hand, when I pulled off the hand, I was like, it was so, it, it was one of those cases where the joint was so stuck in the hand and it just wouldn't come loose. And at this point, I wasn't doing any, you know, hot water or, or hot air or anything like that, which I probably should have done, and it would have probably come off normally. But what ended up happening was the entire joint came out of the socket. Like, uh, I don't know if I'm explaining it very well, but uh, I, I guess you see, like, yeah, I, I know in, in my avatar, you see uh, on the blue side where he's got that those yellow stripes. So, like, in between the yellow stripe, that top one is where the joint is so instead of it being it's not like it broke the figure but that half circle rotation for the articulation that entire half circle came out with the hand so it's like i can easily put it back in and snap it in and everything but it's like i always sort of have to be extra careful when i swap out the hand on the blue side of kakaida and yeah, the the socket is what Yeah, the, the socket kind of comes out with it. And it's just like, you know, and it's just one of those things where you're like, oh, man, like, like otherwise I'd say it's a, you know, for me it, it would be a perfect figure except for that one instance of sort of quality control hijinks, you know. And, and I know you're also looking at that picture on my avatar, and it's got Gil Hikaida, which is one of the recent – figure arts that I acquired, which is also a web exclusive, which I have kind of been joking with people because Hakaida seems to be like the poster boy for mold reuse or whatever. It's like, cause <laughs> it's like they had Hakaida and then they had Gil Hakaida, which is just basically Hakaida with a cape. And then they're going to have like the Hakaida squad, which is basically <laughs> just a bunch of Hakaidas, but they have different colored suits. So instead of it being a black suit, it's going to be like red and blue and and all these different colors and stuff i think silver and and so it's like oh they're gonna milk i'm like god damn it they're gonna milk that mold and of course they're all going to be web exclusives and be really expensive now hikaida i would say is also a pretty awesome figure and i I don't know that i'm going to blame this on quality control but the one thing i don't like is his brain bubble i guess for you know it's like how often are you going to say action scarf it's like how often are you going to say brain bubble (laughs) 
but so his his brain bubble it's that little translucent piece that covers up his exposed brain up on the top of his head there that piece is really loose i mean it's like it's supposed to fit in snugly and it does but like i've i've literally thought like i should just crazy glue this in like cuz I mean, it, it, sometimes, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like sometimes it gets ridiculous. So like, I mean, it, 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 it's just, and then part of me is like, but it's not supposed to be that way. Like, what if I want to expose his brain? And I'm like, when are you ever going to want to expose his brain? <laughs> but I'm like, maybe, maybe I'll want to expose his brain. Like, maybe I shouldn't do that. But that, that, that is something that occurs to me where I'm like, maybe I should just crazy glue this in. But I mean, other than that, it's like a pretty perfect figure. I'd say that the hardest part to change on Hakaida, and it's true of Gil and the the standard Hakaida, is if you see on the left-hand side, he's got a holster for his freaking huge-ass magnum gun and everything. And so the actual base state of the figure doesn't have a knee with that holster. So you actually have to pop out the whole knee and, like, take out the joint of the the, the that lower leg and then replace it with one that has the holster. And that's a little hair-raising, because you're like, you know, you're afraid you're going to lose the kneecap, because it can, like, fly off and get lost, because it's a tiny little piece, and, you know, and then you're like, am I breaking this? Like, you know, like, so so there is that aspect to it where, you know, even though he's not a human-looking figure per se, you know, I don't have to, like, swap out Blue Rose's, you know, wink face, you know, where I'm like, and it was like the, the half an hour of torture, just trying to get the face off of, off of her, her hair piece or whatever. My ice is a little cold, but your crime has been completely put on hold. But yeah, there, there are some hair raising things that go on with those figures that I just thought it'd be fun to talk about. I guess when I really fell into the, the well was Martz was selling his tiger and bunny. And I think it was mainly because I was trying to help out Brian because I think Brian wanted the sky high, but he didn't want the tiger and bunny because he had already bought them. So I just said to Martz, I said, well, if I give you like X dollars, will you sell the sky high to Brian for like 20 bucks or whatever? And Martz is like, yeah, sure, that's cool. And so that's why I bought them, basically, because I was like, oh, I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to hook up, you know, hook up my fellow fan hole, you know, like hook up Brian. I guess in doing that, it like triggered like I must buy all these Tiger and Bunny figures because I ended up finding like a whole bunch of them for really cheap on Amazon. And then after that, it was like it didn't matter what the cost was, I just sort of wanted to finish out the whole line, basically. And I, I kind of did. I mean, I basically got the whole team. You know, I just the other day, I got Double Chaser in the mail, which is their bike, which, I don't know, it's, it's kind of weird. It doesn't, like, when it's in the Double Chaser mode, it, I mean, unless I'm missing a trick to it, like, it doesn't, it's not really stable, you know, like, it's not really locked in together very well. Like, it's only held by, like, one particular rod piece, and it's like, if you if you roll it across the floor, there's the potential, like, it's like, oh, I'm going to drive in the other direction, goodbye forever, you know, and it'll, <laughs> it'll like, split into the lonely chaser without you meaning to, to have it do that or whatever. And then, speaking of quality control, I was kind of bugged because... 
<laughs> I, maybe this is my own fault, but I did get Golden Ryan, and I know we had talked about Tiger and Bunny, you know, the anime movie last week. And if, if you remember from that, Golden Ryan has those huge wings and everything. And so those wings are separate pieces, and you can insert them into his back, and then after that you can articulate them. But again, I probably should have, like, used some heat to loosen up the articulation because what ended up happening, and I could probably crazy glue it back together and fix it, but the pieces that go into the back, instead of articulating the wing, I just broke those off into the guy's back. So I was like, I was like, God damn it. You know, like, and that wasn't my intention. I just wanted to like loosen up the wing articulation because it was, you know, obviously it was stuck. I don't know. It was, it, it was not, it was not, yeah, it was tight. It was not mobile. So I, I guess what I should have done is just, you know, looked at the piece on its own and loosened it up. But I tried to loosen it up with it plugged into the back. And instead of actually making it articulate the, at the joint where it was supposed to, it was so tight that it just broke off the, the little nubs that you're supposed to insert into the back. So I pulled those out with some pliers and I'm like sitting there, I bought some crazy glue and was like, okay, I guess I got to try and fix this. Yeah. I, I mean, I basically have like all the different tiger and bunny stuff, you know, like sky high rock bison and lunatic were really cheap one day on Amazon. So I got all of them for like probably, you know, all together, probably less than like 25 bucks. You know, and I was like, oh, cool, like, these are awesome. Yeah, it was like, it was like, I, I, I guess they were slightly used or whatever, but, I mean, they they were all still in really good condition. Like, I mean, some of them were like 8 bucks and 11 bucks. Like, I think Lunatic was the one that was the most expensive. You know, he was like 15 or something. Yeah. And so it was like, I just, I managed to, like, grab them one day where there was, like, a really, really good deal on Amazon. And it was just like, yeah, this is great. And then, you know, the other ones, I, I kind of had to pay either, you know, you know, the the normal prices, like 30 to 40 or whatever it was. So, you know, it was like Origami Cyclone and Fire Emblem and Blue Rose and Dragon Kid, I think I got a deal on. But, yeah, the, the rest of them were all kind of, you know, the, the the average price and everything. I do really like, I guess they call it the Top Mag Wild Tiger. Like, that's his original outfit, you know, the one with the, the blue oh, okay. and white and everything. Like, I, I've always... Like that the look. Outfit, yeah. So, so I mean, that I probably single out as like a, you know, it could be like a runner up to to favorite figure because he he looks really cool and he's all superhero-y and kind of like you were talking about with like the cool Batman cape. It's like he has a, you know, an at rest cape and then of course he also has the at you know in action cape. So if you were to pose him on one of those stands, you know, you could you could actually show him like, you know, flying towards someone with an extended fist to punch them and the cape is of course flapping in the back and everything. Mine mine's really quick as far as like favorites cuz like again, I only have a few. Batman is really nice. I like him, but he's not my favorite. I do like Black RX, but it's it's that kind of like he looks cool when he's displayed. But he is a Showa writer, and Showa writers aren't usually as detailed. And they don't have simple suits, but they're simpler than the Heisei era. And I'm like you, Derek. Guy wins it for me. Guy just is super detailed. And, like, his paint apps, at least mine, I don't know if, if it's just a figure art thing, but mine are really good. Like, everything's where it's supposed to be. There's no splotching. There's no run over. No bleeding. None of that. 
and again, like you said, like he has really he has nippy accessories. You know, he's got his his orange saber and he's got his gun katana. I don't know what the actual names are. And you know, he's got like you know the armor and stuff. He's like he's he's just really cool. And despite the armor, like you would think it would make it kind of hard to pose, but I don't have any problem putting him in some really cool poses. So I'm I would say he's my favorite as well. Yeah, I guess I guess Secret Brothers, man, because. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see any problems with the paint whatsoever. It's funny. I was trying to even see, you know, how I described how I had broken one of those shoulder pads. Like I I was looking at it today. I actually brought it in the same room, like because I was like I'm gonna bring my favorite favorite figure in here while we're talking so I can look at it and stuff. But I I can't even see where it broke. Like that's how clean the break was. Right. And when I you know, so I was like, I can't even tell now. I mean, maybe if I stared at it for a lot longer or something, I could figure it out. But I can't even remember which side broke now, you know. So, I mean, you can't really tell. So, and and I I definitely, I mean, that's Secret Brothers with you all the way on that. But what about you, Mike? I mean, have we have we discussed it of, of the figures that you own? Like, what would you say is your personal favorite? And if you want, you know, we can go into, like, honorable mentions and all kinds of stuff. I don't know. I like them all pretty much. I mean, they all, like like I said, some of them, like, trunks I was kind of disappointed with. But the rest of them I like different reasons. Like, I, I mean, I like, obviously, Piccolo is my favorite DBZ character. And I think his figure is pretty, like, faithful and... uh I do, like, after you guys mentioned the stuff about the cape and, like, Batman and Wild Tiger's cape, I kind of wish Piccolo came with a cape like that, because his cape is only, like, one molded piece of plastic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really soft plastic, so it's like you can't really move it at all. So that, when you have it on him, it's kind of limiting to his articulation. But, I mean, other than that, I Hmm. mean, yeah, he's, he's probably my favorite, just by virtue of being my favorite character. Wow, unreal. My gosh. This is amazing. I feel incredible. Yes, 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 yes. I can win. I feel great. I can do this. I do like Vegeta. Like, Vegito's, like, really good, too. Like, I like the... He comes with, like, the energy effect for his kind of, like, key sword that he makes when that... Like he impales Boo on it at one point, so I like it when they come with like the energy effects too. Yeah, I I think one of the things that's cool uh, uh, is all the additional accessories, like those effects pieces that you can get. Like I haven't actually, I haven't actually like invested in any of them, but they always look really cool to me. Like, do you do you guys have any of those at all? Like the like the have any fire or the the you know the the what do they call them, like so, the sort of battle damage stuff? The one I really like is the one that looks like either, you can either, I've seen Mars, I think he has one of the pieces, where it looks like you can make it look like either you've thrown somebody into a wall and the wall yeah, is like yeah. indented, or, or like he landed like Superman really hard and like, you know, it's the ground is indented. I, I really yeah. like that piece. I think that's yeah, really cool. Th- those all look cool. You, you, you know what, just going back to the tiger and bunny figures for one more second, like one of the things that I think is nice about those, as opposed to some of the other figures is those actually all come with stands, like with the figure. Like, you don't have to buy extra Tamashi Nation stands. I mean, they're probably not as awesome as the actual Tamashi Nation stands, but, I mean, I don't know. It's like, I, I think it's kind of neat that they they come with them, period. You know, like, it, it, uh, you'd think with all the money you spend on those figures, you'd think, like, just getting one of those stands, like, thrown under the bus, you know, would be 
would be kind of cool, you know, like to, that it just they they come with a stand by default. But you know, I guess I guess that's not to be. But yeah, I I, I did buy a few of those. The what are they like the act? Act Five stands like I, I've bought in a number of those, which which I actually like a lot. Like those those work really well with you know even beyond just Tamashi Nations figures. Like you can use them with the Ultra Act figures. You can use them with like your Marvel Legends as long as they're not like you know the size of Juggernaut or something. You know they work pretty well. So I was going to ask you, Mike, since I mean I would consider it like the same line. It's just you know they 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 go over a different uh, a slightly different subtitle. Don't you have a couple of the robot Dabashi, though, like from Gundam? Oh, I have more than a couple. I have a ton of those, yeah. You know, I, I guess that, that would be a whole other thing. But yeah, I think, that, I think they're the same company who produces them. Like, aren't, aren't they like a, a, not a sub-line, but a, like, parallel line? To yeah, I mean, it's like, I guess, you know, they the, the all kind of, if you go to the, the Tamashi Nations Japan, it's really easy to see what's coming out from them. So it's all basically owned by Bandai, and then Tamashi Nations releases all these lines, and most of them are basically considered, like, sister and brother lines, I would think. You know, like, Robot Damashi and the SH Monster Arts, and, like, the D-Arts, like, the D-Figure Arts, like, with, like, Mega Man and all those kind of guys, or, like, yeah. the... Um, like the, they have like the Pokemon or the Digimon, like all those kind of. Yeah, like I, think, I think Luigi is technically part of a like subline or whatever. I was about to ask you, but yeah, since yeah, since he's like a video game character, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, there's 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 all those kind of offshoots and everything. I mean, I guess primarily we're we're talking about figure arts, but I mean, I I, I think all those things are great. I mean, I I I did dabble a bit into. Monster Arts. I do own one Monster Arts. I mean, technically, Ultra Act is kind of a sister-brother line of figure arts as well, although their scale is usually bigger. You know, it's it's more in line of, you know, Marvel Legends than, than figure arts scale. But what's kind of interesting is one of them is kind of coming out where it's based on the manga, the Ultraman manga from 2011, and it's called a uh, hybrid. It's like a figure arts ultra act. So it's like it's somewhere in between a figure art and somewhere in between an ultra act figure, which is kind of weird. I, I guess I await when that comes out. I mean, I, I looked at how many centimeters it is, and it, it's kind of like it feels like it'll be a scotch bigger than a figure art and a scotch smaller than an ultra act. So I guess we'll we'll see when it actually comes out or whatever. But it's kind of interesting that they decided to make that distinction like I, I don't know if that means that figure arts are more popular or that they just want to try to cash in on both fan groups you know like maybe get some people who are normally into figure arts to check out an Ultraman toy or what but I, I'm, I'm kind of curious I mean maybe what we can do since we talked about like favorites and everything is like talk about maybe like things you'd like to see from the line or at least maybe, you know, existing stuff? Like, is there anything you guys have on pre-order that, or, or things that are on your, your wish list that have been announced or, or, you know, have already been released? Or, you know, even beyond that, you know, maybe we could also talk about, like, is there anything on your wish list that has not been announced? Like, something like you're like, oh, man, I'd really like them to make figure arts of this line or this, you know, anime or whatever that they haven't done or something. As you can tell, my avatar is the Green Ranger. 
he exists. He's already out there. He's Dragon Ranger in Japan. I'm pretty sure he's kind of expensive. The main reason I haven't pulled the trigger is because I don't want to get sucked in. I don't want to like buy all these toys. But if I if I if there's one figure that's out right now that I, I would probably want to get, being the the Tommy O fanboy I am, I probably I probably would get the Green Ranger. As far as a wish list, I kind of thought about this and I was like, man, what would I like? Because they they make a lot of damn toys already, so it was like I kind of had to go back in my head and stuff. And I think it'd be kind of cool back in the early '90s or mid '90s. McFarlane did uh, a bunch of anime toys, and their articulation was wanting to say the least. <laughs> and it'd be kind of cool, like to yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'd be kind of cool to have like you know like Roger from Big O, or you know maybe Ron Mahaff, or you know like maybe like an anime legends line, you know. Of, well, uh, you know, you know what's interesting. Anime characters. I was thinking about that. You know, you know what's interesting about that is that well, one, there is a Roger figure from Big O in the Figma line, so you may want to check that okay. out if that's something that you're that you know, kind of floats your boat or whatever. I know I did have my eye on that because I thought that kind of looked cool as well. And then as far as Ranma, like I think there are going to be Ranma one half figure arts because they've they've shown cool. pictures of them at at toy shows, you know, for our Tomashi Nations. Now, as to whether those are going to be stuff we see and then gets put in that big, long list <laughs> of shit we've seen at toy shows that never actually get released to the public, I have no idea. But I did see Ranma, where it was, like, the male and female versions, and then there was, like, the panda in the background and everything, you know, the big panda. So I was yeah. like, oh, you know, like, that, that'd that be pretty cool, like, if, if that was something that you were, like, super into and everything, because it seemed like they at least had, like, you know, the main character to start people off and everything. And then, uh, you know, I mean, the, the only the only thing I see that is trouble in Paradise is, you know, it, it's it's almost the end of, well, I mean, not technically, but in terms of their solicitations, they've, they've practically started soliciting items for, 2016 like that hulkbuster iron man armor for figure arts like that's been solicited and it's like i think it comes out in like february of 2016 and it's like fucking 300 dollars or something like which is crazy but they solicited it for for like february so like to me in like i guess what i'm thinking of in my mind the solicitations for 2015 are pretty much wrapped up i mean they may throw in some more stuff for November and December, you know, because it's, it's kind of bare bones right now. But I, I don't know. I haven't really seen the Ronma figure solicited. So it's it's hard to say, you know, like, but I mean, you know, you, you can definitely go to that Tamashi Nation site, you know, the, the Japanese site, and just look at, like, you know, on sale and then go through the months and, like, kind of, you know, I, I guess for people, like, the, these are rather expensive. So if you want to, you know, plan out your budget and everything and kind of think in your head, like, I would really like this. And it's going to be about, you know, 5,000 yen or whatever. You know, you you may want to say, oh, well, for the month of August, I may want to set aside some money for that, you know, or something like that, you know. So, I mean, in, in that sense, I guess if you, if you go to that site, you can kind of, you know, balance out your 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 budget, you know, with fucking figure out. <laughs> you know, you don't have to take a loan out on the second mortgage out to, to pay for these things. You know what I did want to bring up, Derek, when you were mentioning, like, stuff that was solicited and we haven't heard anything about back when you, you were mentioning, like, the Gundam figures. Do you remember they showed that Char Aznable figure? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that, like, that looked really awesome. And, like, on my wish list would be, like, 
yeah, like Gundam characters from other like stuff other than G. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, totally. It's funny. I think I think I read something about there was a Char Asnable figure that was released, but it had like somebody's likeness on it, and it was like made specially for like some kind of fan thing or something. I don't know, but <laughs> and and that somehow that mold was going to be used for the standard one if it ever does get released. But yeah, I mean, I I would I would lose my shit if I could get a like a Camille Bidon or a Amor Array like that. That yeah, that would be awesome. So Yeah, like it I even mean. like it even showed like the Shar came with like a horse and stuff for him to like yeah, ride. Yeah. Like that, that that was pretty oh, awesome. That's cool. In war, to keep the upper hand, you have to think two or three moves ahead of the enemy. One I think would be really good and actually fits in. This is this is going to be my my prize, my like this is this should happen. Because it fits in with the whole Sentai idea as far as the outfits and stuff. And people really like this franchise. It's never had really good toys as far as these characters go. Wouldn't it be kind of cool to have the five-man crew from 100 Beast King Go Lion, a.k.a. Voltron? That's interesting. I mean, I mean, it's definitely very Sentai-esque, you know. Obviously, it's inspired by it, so that would be kind of interesting. I, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about, like you know, how that, like, I don't know if that would be, like, against any kind of, like, Voltron-type rules, you know? Like, I don't know if they would get into trouble yeah. for trying to do that now, but, but yeah, that, that'd that be interesting, definitely. I mean, especially if you're a fan of, like, the actual characters and stuff, you know, versus the lions. I mean, it, it may be one of those things where, like, the common Riders without the bikes you may think to yourself, oh, well, now I want, like, a $500 hyper-articulated <laughs> lion that's eyes fucking glow, and then it'll put the uh, the Hulkbuster armor to shame, you know, or something. But, you know, I, I don't know. But, but yeah, I mean, that that's definitely kind of a cool, you know, it, it, it definitely seems logical, you know, given all the focus on Super Sentai as well. I mean, for, for me, like, obviously I would keep buying anything they release that has to do with Kakaida. I know, like I was mentioning to you guys, you know, they're, they're really making a, a, a good use of this Hakaida mold. So obviously like the Hakaida squad is coming out and then Kakaida zero ones bike is coming out. So of course I got to get the bike. So the double machine is, is coming out eventually, but as far as stuff they've never announced and I haven't seen at any toy shows or whatever, I mean, I would really like, there's the female Kakaida, the gender. So, like, that would be cool. There's also, I was thinking maybe, like, Anazuman would be cool. Because Anazuman was not only, like, considered one of the Ishinomori characters, but, like, he was also in Forza. So I was kind of surprised, like, with all the characters they've released from Forza, like, Inazuman wasn't one of them. So I was kind of like, I'd, I'd like to see a figure art of Inazuman, and that would go well with... Kakaida and Forza or whoever. And then kind of like the the anime characters they've been releasing, I, I wouldn't mind like seeing civilian identities because it's like right now it's just Kakaida and Kakaida Zero One. Like I wouldn't mind seeing like a Jiro, you know, in his like jean jacket and jean pants and he comes with like a guitar and stuff, you know, like with his little goggles. Yeah. Like that, that would be kind of cool. And then as far as like Sentai... I probably have a pretty big, like, wish list or whatever, but I'd say of my favorite, like, series, or at least series that I've seen in detail that they haven't released figures for, 
Engine Sentai Goanger was like the first Sentai I ever watched the whole way through. So I would probably be pretty happy if they released any of the Rangers from that line. And then as far as like Battle Fever J, like I, I would be super happy if there were figures of those. Like I would have too much fun with those figures if they made figure arts for those guys. Um, I'm just really, really unaware of all they've released. Uh, you're much more on the on the ball as far as that goes. Have they released anything for Jacker? No, no. You know, you know that that, that what's his face Ace? Like Ace would be a kick-ass figure art, wouldn't he? Like I, I don't think there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I know, right? the, the I guess what would be considered like the the Showa era of of Sentai. I mean, there's there's the Aka Ranger, you know, the first Red Ranger or whatever from Go Ranger. And they yeah, just yeah. released they just released Sun Vulcan, and there's going to be a two pack with the other two, the the yellow and the blue from Sun Vulcan. So if you bought all of those, like you'd have a whole, you know, a complete team right there. Other yeah. than that, I can't think of too many other guys other than like Jetman, and you know, like most of them seem to be from from like Mighty Morphin moving forward, you know, as far as I can tell. Didn't you also say like they're also pretty much kind of, it seems like they're concentrating on the Red Rangers from the series. Yeah, I mean, well, it's weird because I think originally they all got individual releases. So you'd get a Red Ranger individually released, and they seem to be the most popular ones. And then you'd get all the subsequent Rangers eventually released. And sometimes they'd be web exclusives, and sometimes they'd just be standard, you know, Rangers that would be in the stores. But now it seems like they're they're moving to the point where they realize, like, some of those are like, I, I don't know what the right word is with figure arts because they don't exactly fit on pegs, but, you know, some of them might be considered peg warmers, I guess. And so now it's like what I noticed was, for like, say the new series, Dino Force, like the, the Kyo Ryuger series, like the Red Ranger gets his own release, but the pink mm-hmm. and black Rangers are in a set, and the blue and green rangers are in a set. So the, you, you sort of have to buy the set, just like the, the Sun Vulcan thing. It's like the other two rangers that aren't red, they get released as a set. So it's kind of like, you know, I, it's funny, like even March was saying he'd kind of like it, even if it'd be, like, super expensive, if they just released, like, a here's all five, like, buy it, you know, type thing. Yeah, you know, like a gift pack. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like I I guess the thought is you know if if you like the series, you know it's like you're just gonna buy the one member of the team and not the whole team. I mean, I guess some people would would not be happy with that, but I mean I I could see that that could be kind of awesome for people who like the team build. It was like instant team, you know, <laughs> like that. That yeah. they get the whole team all in one shot and everything. You, you know what we didn't talk about that much, but I just like to bring it up in terms of wish lists is they they have like the figure arts zero. They're kind of like the same scale, but they're kind of like statuesque type items and everything. I, I kind of notice like certain franchises or intellectual properties are in the zero line, but they've never made like actual figure arts for and i wouldn't mind seeing figure arts from those lines either like you brought up go lion it's like bleach and space battleship yamato you know i guess star blazers for you know american listeners and stuff like they have figure arts zeros that are coming out or have been released and i'm kind of surprised like i was like well you know they don't have actual 
figure arts, you know? So, I mean, I wouldn't mind like an yeah. Ichigo or, a, you know, or like a, you know, I guess, you know, Star Blazers would be Derek Wildstar, but in, in uh, Space Battleship Yamato, it'd be Kodai, you know, and Kodai would kind of look probably like Go Lion, <laughs> too. I mean, the, the, probably the base body for that wouldn't be too far off making, you know, Star Blazers or, or, or Voltron. Greetings, podcast listener. Do you like... Gotcha, or maybe... Dragon Slay! How about... Or... In the year 1999, an abandoned alien battle fortress crash-landed on the planet Earth. Our most brilliant scientist and engineer spent the next 10 years reconstructing the damaged ship and studying its highly advanced space technology called Robotech. Do you remember... Our Star Blazers! Or this... The year is after Colony 195. As the world constantly changes in the chaotic era, there are two mobile suits that could turn humans into the ultimate weapon. The Wing Zero and the Epion. Or maybe even this. After the desire for blood pools all, the only hope left is the one they call D. Or this. Gene, grappler ships dead ahead! It wouldn't be fun otherwise. Let's do it! Or... If Cardus is allowed to be reborn, she'll destroy Marmo as well as Lodos. Or have you seen the latest episode of... And just like that, everything changed. At that terrible moment, in our hearts, we knew... Home was a pen. Humanity... If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out Anime Freaks, hosted by Dr. Bill Robinson and me, Gene Hendricks. Anime Freaks is a monthly podcast covering all things anime. It is available at 2TrueFreaks.com and on iTunes under 2TrueFreaks Presents Anime Freaks. You were, you were mentioning, uh, like, civilian identities. I noticed for that Zero line they have, like, Civilian versions of like Barnaby and Kotetsu, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah but, Tiger and Bunny. So that that's something that I was toying with, like because I do have all the figure arts, like the normal figure arts, and I, I thought, oh, that might be a cool display. Like maybe try to buy the zero civilian identities and like put them side by side, like kind of do a display like that. Like that might be kind of fun. So. That's something I, I considered, but it wasn't like a super priority or anything, but it was something that I thought might be cool looking. So, yeah, definitely there's that. You got my, you got my brain snowballing now. Now I want to see, like, gotcha man figures. <laughs> well, what's funny is actually uh, a, a company called Sentinel, like, they released this, like, hyper-articulated, I think, Iron Man figure and this hyper-articulated, I, I don't know what line it's from, but th there was another figure they released. And they're actually releasing Gotcha Man figures. The the only oh, catch cool. is they are probably like eighty to ninety bucks a piece, and they're probably like NECA scale. Like they're probably like seven inches or whatever. Oh, but I'll, I'll yeah. show you some of the I'll show you some of the pictures from them. They look pretty cool. I mean, they definitely look cool. Like if you're if you're into Gotcha Man and stuff like that. I mean, it's just it seems like they're going to be like super expensive and and 
maybe a, a bit bigger than than maybe you'd be used to if you're into figure arts or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, there's there's a lot of things that I would think would be cool to see. I mean, like, I, I'm a big fan of like Cutie Honey. Like, I, I think that if they made a figure art of her, that would be kind of cool, you know. So, I mean, I guess it all depends on like what you're into and what you'd like to see. As far as like, I guess talking about pre-orders. Maybe by the time you hear this, I'll already have this figure. But this morning, I actually, you know, I was talking to Tony last night, and I was telling him that I, I really liked Mock Rider from Common Rider Drive. So actually, I went to AmiAmi, and I was actually looking for something else. But since I pre-ordered one thing, I just looked again to see if they had any available, and they did. So I added Common Rider Mock from Common Rider Drive to my whole pre-order list. Soon you'll be able to be like, let's engine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't know. Do, do you guys have any other like things like you have on pre-order in terms of figure arts that you'd want to share as far as like interests or things that are coming up? Or I think I'd like to get a, like some kind of boo figure. So like, but like, I guess if you're afflicted by like the team building virus, like I'm afflicted by the rival virus where I like, I'm like, well now I got to get someone for that guy to like pose with and fight, you know, stuff. So it's like, instead of, instead of the bike, you need to have their, their rival. So yeah, somebody, so punch somebody in the face, they showed pictures of like a boo, like a super boo coming up with like the Gohan shirt, like after he's absorbed Gohan. So I was kind of like, Oh, maybe I should get him for like, like Vegito to like you know beat rough up and whatever, but I don't know. I, I guess we'll see. Like I, I almost, I, I was almost like maybe I was like maybe I should like get Broly because like you know Vegito fights Broly in like that Dragon Ball multiverse like fan manga. But then I was like, man, Broly looks like ass. So nah, never he's, mind. He's also very very expensive. Yeah, man. he's like a hundred yeah. over a hundred now too. So. He's, he's made up of several balloons, it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Very marshmallowy. I guess you weren't so tough after all, were you? Now it's time to send you to the next dimension. 291 original episodes. This can't be. It's still going up. 325 manga chapters. You act innocent, but you're deadly. Time to die! Dozens of characters. Hundreds of enemies and a whole lot of violence. That kind of violence is pointless. You see, Super Saiyans tend to be a bit violent. Oh crap! Join hosts Donovan and Jesse as they cover the arrival of the Saiyans, the journey to Namek, the battle with Frieza, the mystery of the androids, and the terror of Majin Buu. The next dimension, a Dragon Ball Z podcast. Join the fight at dbznextdimension.lipson.com. See ya. I'm pretty sure this guy's going to come out, so I'm not really worried about him coming out. I'm just wondering if I'm going to, like, pull the trigger. I, I would probably get, because you, you son of a bitch, you got me into drive. <laughs> I would. <laughs> at first, I was like, oh, this is ass. And I watched a couple episodes, and I'm like, oh, this is an ass. This is pretty good. I would probably actually wouldn't mind getting a Kamen Rider Chaser, this big-ass signal axe. That would be pretty cool. Cool, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm I'm into it. Like, I, I think probably if 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 I can afford the the car, I'll I'll get the car. But uh, we'll see what happens. Try try to run. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's expensive. This, yeah. 
I mean, I guess if, if, if nobody else has any final words, I mean, I, I, I'll leave it open to you guys. Like, is there anything else you'd like to say about figure arts as far as what we've been discussing? I, I think the only thing I would I let fans know is that, yes, there are some that are very expensive. They, they do spike in price kind of quickly, so you might want to be quick on the gun. However, if you just want to try a figure out, if you go on Amazon, you can find a lot of figures for like 30 35 bucks. I got Black RX for 35 So, I mean, don't be scared by the price. Yeah, and some of them might even be the price point of like a new Marvel Legends. I mean, I've like I said, you know, I've hunted and pecked on Amazon where I bought a lot of these Tiger and Bunny figure arts for you know well below fifteen bucks. And and if you if you hunt around, I, I'm not going to say you're going to find stuff like that all the time, but at the very least, you can probably find a figure art or two for like twenty twenty five bucks. You know, which is below average for the standard. I'd say the standard price that's fair is like between like thirty and thirty five. And then once you start talking about like web exclusives and out of print quote unquote figures, then it starts getting upwards from there. But I mean, they're they're all pretty fun. I mean, for the most part, you know, like I, like I said, there's there's a couple times I've had some quality control type stuff. But you know, I mean, it. I'd say that's one or two instances in. You know, maybe like thirty or forty instances. Yeah, yeah. that's not so bad. Better, yeah, better than the McFarlane toys' uh, track record. Yeah, they're, for the most part, they're pretty reliable. All right, well then, I, I guess that kind of wraps things up on SH Figure Arts. This was fun talking about with you guys and, and going through like wish lists and stuff that we want to come out and everything like that. And, uh, you know, if you guys that are listening, you know, you have any favorite SH Figure Arts figures that you want to share with us, if you uh, have anything on your wish list where you're like, how could you forget about property XYZ, Derek? Like, this <laughs> must be made of Figure Art, you know? Send us an email at uh, podcast at gmail.com. But let's do our regularly scheduled segment because this is a proper show and normally we like to talk about what is awesome in the fan holes world this week and that's usually when we just kind of get around and get to discussing like something we saw something we read something we watched you know and and or you know who knows maybe it's a toy maybe because this is figure arts we've got some toy themed awesome things but you know I'll I'll open it up and ask Tony what is your awesome thing this week? Well, um, actually, it does pretty much tie into my uh, earlier statement about uh, Kamen Rider Chaser. My good friend Derek got me back into, like, watching Drive, and I marathoned the hell of that shit. I'm, I'm pretty much current. I'm, I'm, Derek was making fun of me last night. He's like, you surpassed me, Jackson. Damn you. <laughs> I was like, um, I was ahead. I was so ahead, and now you totally ruined it. <laughs> Sorry, I, like, when it comes to Kamen Rider, I'm a, I'm a marathoning bitch. No, um, I'm, I'm, I'm Drive just... is... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're, yeah, you're just picking on me. But uh, Drive, um, I, I don't know if Derek really mentioned it too much, because um, I know he just started watching it not too long ago. It is definitely one of the shows that you're either going to love or you're going to hate. I know there's some of us, I think Mars said he's not a big fan of it. And, you know, that's fine, but... I think it's because it's a little bit more lighthearted than Gaim. Gaim gets a little dark later on. And Drive might get dark later on, I don't know. But right now it's still pretty fun, and it's kind of lighthearted. And I think one of the biggest things is, like, a lot of the, uh, you know, grumpy fanboys are like, he's got a car. And, but like Derek said, there's a guy with a bike. There's, there's, later on, there's two guys with bikes. So yeah, there's, guy, there's, there's, there's guys bikes with in bikes, it. and they turn into a bigger bike 
thing or whatever. It's cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, if you like any of the common Rider stuff we've been doing on Toku Thursdays, totally give Drive a chance. I mean, it, it, it'll, it'll suck you in, you know? So, you know, in, in the words of uh, Mr. Beltason, calm down. Go with the moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll totally Seeker Brothers you. Like, I, I like Drive a lot, and, and I think it's definitely worth checking out. Like, it's kind of like, I, I always keep bringing this up, but to me, it, it, if you like Super Sentai and you enjoyed Engine Sentai Goanger and kind of the lighthearted feel to it, I mean, if you don't like it, too, like Martz, I mean, Martz obviously doesn't like Engine Sentai Goanger and he doesn't like Drive. So I, I think there's something to that. Like, I, I think the fact that I can just kick back and enjoy it and it's kind of lighthearted, it's a single rider, it's pretty easy to follow, you know, like, you know, as far as the main protagonist. So I... You know, in, in terms like that, I mean, it, it is definitely enjoyable. Just for myself, what my awesome thing is of the week, uh, I'm just going to check with you guys real quick. Have you guys seen the latest, the, the new premiere Siege of Lethal from Star Wars Rebels yet? Either of you guys? I haven't, but if you want to spoil, go ahead. Yeah, that, go ahead. That, that, Okay, that's fine. I thought this kicked ass. I mean, I was I was a little nervous about it, but because I was like, "Oh, Darth Vader's in this. Like, is this going to be good? Like, or is this going to suck?" And like, I totally understand like Greg Wiseman, like, because he, he had these interviews, and like, I know he's not working on the show now, but like, what he had mentioned about the villain was, you know, he they they made up this villain, the Inquisitor, and it's like I don't want to use the Inquisitor all the time because, you know. The, the heroes basically have to have some victories. So, you know, it's that whole thing of how badass can Shredder be if he loses every week to the Turtles, you know, like that, that kind of dichotomy you've got where, you know, he wanted the Rebels to win against, you know, other Imperial officers so they can look like tools, but when the Inquisitor shows up, it's like, oh my gosh, we nearly got our heads handed to us, you know, type thing. And so I was kind of like, well, if Vader shows up, shouldn't he just, like, kill all these, like, Rebels guys and stuff, but, I mean, it, it's, it was pretty awesome, like, he, he has a lightsaber <laughs> fight with, with Kanan and Ezra, and yes, Kanan and Ezra don't die miserable, horrible deaths, but, I mean, he's, he's definitely imposing enough to the point where you're, like, you, you don't feel like Vader is a chump. And, like, he gets, like, a whole freaking, like, walker, like, dropped on him and everything, and he's, like, holding it up with the force, and all this kind of stuff is going on, and he, he basically makes short work. I mean, Kanan and, and Ezra look like chumps, like, next to him. So it's not like, <laughs> it's not like, it's not like, you know, they're like, oh, ha-ha, good going, buddy, wink, and Vader's like, curses, I'm foiled again, Emperor, and it's like, you know, Vader, we'll get those turtles next time. You know, it's like, it wasn't, that that wasn't what was going on in this episode. And then the, the thing that really, really sold me is basically at the very end, and I was like talking about this on Facebook, like that's how excited I was, because it's like at the very end, it's like they totally take a page out of Gundam, and Darth Vader is like the Char Aznable, because it's like he basically, like it was funny, I was watching it, and he's like, you know, and it's James Earl Jones doing Darth Vader's voice, which of course totally 100% like validates that it's actually Darth Vader in like my mind and stuff. <laughs> and like, And like, so he's like, 
He, basically, he's like, he turns to the guy, and they're like, oh, the rebels, they're getting away. And he's like, that's fine, like, get my ship ready. And, like, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, the movies, like, you know, they're going to get, like, his Imperial shuttle ready, and he's going to take his stupid shuttle up to the Star Destroyer and walk around with his hands behind his back and just stare at people and shit. No, they meant his TIE fighter. And he goes out there with his one fucking TIE fighter, and he goes, and there's the flagship, there's the whole squadron of fucking A-wings and shit. He fucking kicks all their fucking asses. <laughs> it's so awesome. And he does all this fucking Annie, like, spinning's a neat trick. He fucking spins, and he blows away, like, two A-wing fighters. It's so fucking cool. Like, I mean, I'm probably overselling it, and, like, you know, people are going to be like, it's not that cool. But, like, I thought it was fucking badass and shit. And then, like, fucking uh, uh, Snips is on the other ship, and they have, like, this force thing going on, just like an empire with, like, Luke and, and Vader and stuff, and, like, it, it was it was cool. Like, that ending, I was like, I'm sold on this. Like, this is this is fucking cool. This is awesome. So that that basically is my my awesome thing of the week, that uh, Siege of Lethal, the, the two-part premiere to the second season of Star Wars Rebels, it was, it was fucking awesome. Uh, Derek, Sweet. do you think it's safe to say that you might be becoming a Star Wars fan again? No, but but that part of it, <laughs> that that part of it was awesome. It was really awesome. So I, I enjoyed that. I guess you know we've got to wrap things up. So we're going to go to Mike and make sure we get his input on what is awesome in his world this week. Just one question, Derek: Was there any part in the, that episode where Darth Vader had to like outrun the pokey? Uh, yes. Okay. Like five O <laughs> was after him. Yes, totally, totally. Okay, that's that's why he flew so well. Okay, okay, just just uh, just check. Okay, yeah, I've, I've got two things to bring up, and one is toy related. Um, I got Combiner Wars Ultra Magnus this past week, and he's he's pretty kick ass. Uh, he's a leader class figure. Uh, comes with a tiny little Minimus Ambus figure that fits in his chest, and it, it's cool because it's got he's got like it, there's a little like sort of Gundam cockpit sculpted into his chest that like Minimus Ambus sits in, and you can even like plug his hands over the little joysticks on in the cockpit. So I, I thought that was a pretty nice touch, and uh, yeah, so he's a pretty pretty cool, pretty imposing. Like, he's a leader-class figure, which is obviously appropriate for, like, an Ultra Magnus. And just, I don't know, like, I guess I, I'm more into, like, you know, we've discussed this with Marvel Legends before, where I'm more into, like, toy, getting toys of the most current versions of characters and stuff, like, as they appear in fiction. And this Ultra Magnus is pretty much like, a, you know, uh, the most current version that appears in, like, more than meets the eye comics. So, you know, I'm very happy with him, and it's 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 beyond cool to have something that, like, you know, was basically was introduced in the comics only like a year or two ago. So, you know, that's a pretty, that's what I consider a pretty, like, nice toy. Besides the masterpiece that was coming out, which is ridiculously expensive, this is also, like, the first Ultra Magnus, like, legit Ultra Magnus we've gotten in forever. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I it's not just, like, a white repaint of a prime mold or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's basically, it's the armored up Magnus and, you know, uh, he's instead of his, you know, the white clone of Prime inside. He's got his current comic portrayal. So, you know, yeah, uh, yeah like I said, I that I dig that. Like that, that's definitely up my alley. 
the other thing I got this week, I, I finally caved in and, and entered the next generation of video gaming. I bought an Xbox One because they had, they had a deal this week that if you bought like a console, you got a free game with it. So I got that and I got Arkham Knight with it. And I've only played it for a couple hours, but I'm looking forward to like, you know, getting into it more like this coming week. And uh, just like, it's, it's pretty fun. I mean, I played the other two games and like, you know, it's, it, it takes a while to get used to, but I guess, you know, the big deal with this game is being able to summon and drive around in the Batmobile in the city. But I, I think the Batmobile is going to take me a while to get the hang of because it's really like, I don't know, the controls are not exactly the most intuitive. Like you have to hit different buttons to like brake and power slide and, you know, shoot the weapons and whatever. And it's all, it's I don't know, it doesn't seem very intuitive to me, but I don't know. It's just, it's also very hard to control. And I, I made a joke like earlier on the boards where I was like, man, like the way I drive the Batmobile, it's like Batman's had too many like Batman special orange juices or something. <laughs> I'm like driving around and like driving over the, the sidewalk and like, I don't know. I like, I, I have to ask Derek to do some kind of impression of that. Like I feel yeah. obligated to. No, they're like, it, it's funny. Cause then you said like you can capture the, the video from, from Arkham Knight and stuff now. Cause you've got the Xbox yeah. one. So yeah, we should, we should totally do something like yeah, that. Yeah, we gotta funny. we gotta do something like that. But it's funny because like, uh, well, what happened is what happens is like you first get the Batmobile and you like start driving around and all that. And I'm like, man, like I was like, this is gonna take a while to get used to. And then at some point, like Lucius Fox calls you and he's like, you know, hello, Mister Wayne. Like I am I'm I'm fake Morgan Freeman like impersonator voice <laughs> like. Like, how how is the Batmobile handling? And, you know, Kevin Conroy's like, it's a little sluggish, Luke, Lucius. And I was like, oh, thank God. Like, And Lucius is kind of like, you know, oh, let me see if I can fix that for you. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, well, maybe that's it. Like, that's why it feels all, like, kind of weird and hard to control. And maybe, you know, after Lucius fixes it, it'll, it'll be easier. But no, all he does is give you an afterburner, which which allows you to go out of control even faster. Basically. <laughs> so it's like, now you can, you know... Hit the rocket boost on your uh, your Batmobile, Mister Wayne, and you can kill more civilians than ever before. Like, <laughs> so I don't know, but it, I mean, it's fun so far. But this stuff like that makes me laugh sometimes. And it's like, I, no, I, officer, <laughs> I have not been drinking. <laughs> it's like, pretty funny. I just think that's just funny. It's like, you know, it's like uh, the Batmobile's kind of sluggish. It's just like. Well, Mr. Wade, I'm going to put in some machine guns, and that should take care of the problem really well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of like that. But uh, it's funny, like, a cop, like, will take his bre- a breathalyzer test, and he's like, good God, Batman, your your citrus levels are, like, over the chart. Like, Too many orange juices, Batman. Yeah. But, oh, my God, he's gone past Tropicana to Sunny Tea. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm I'm having fun with it, and, and there's some like BS things though. Like I said, like even even though like you can go out of control and like run people over with the Batmobile, the way they get around like Batman's like no killing policy is whenever like anyone touches, or, like when you run people over or anyone like like it gets hit by the Batmobile, like they all fly away like and get electrocuted and go like Ugh! like. 
so I guess there's like a big like taser field around the Batmobile, which doesn't really address the fact that you're still running into them with like four tons of metal at like 80 miles an hour, but whatever. I do not hit and run. I merely electrocute them to death. <laughs> That's pretty much it. But no, I'm really looking forward to I haven't had time to I do it this gonna... week. No, I'm looking forward to getting more into the game. I just thought you were going to say, Mike, like, whenever you, like, run into somebody, like, you just hear, like, this voiceover, that was a criminal. That was a criminal. <laughs> that was a criminal. <laughs> well, it's like, it's the, cle- the clever, clever, like, like uh, explanation is that, like, Scarecrow has, like, this terrorist threat that, like, empties out Gotham City. Like, they everyone leaves on buses. And, like, you know, unlike, like, Dark Knight Rises, like, all the buses get out of the city and, like, make for Metropolis or whatever. Like, they're like, why do do we even live in Gotham, like, to begin with? Let's go to Metropolis or whatever, you know. (laughs) Superman can, Superman wouldn't let this happen, basically, so. But, uh, so the the streets are, like, owned by, like, all the criminal gangs and the thugs now. So Batman can drive without, you know, without fear of injuring civilians, basically. Ever since Jada Pinkett Smith moved in, this place has just gone to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, I guess that kind of wraps things up for this episode. As we were saying before, if you have any favorite figure arts or any wish lists or anything that you'd like to discuss with us, then you can send us an email at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. We are... We can be found on fanholspodcast.blogspot.com. We're on Podbean. We're on Stitcher Radio, where you can stream the podcast, the latest episodes. We're on iTunes. We'd love feedback from you. If you can leave us a review on iTunes, that'd be great. We also appreciate all the feedback we get on Facebook from our pals like Boove over on the Bot Talk boards, who has kindly written blogs for us in the past. We definitely appreciate all the likes, the shout-outs on Twitter from John the Engineer Nerd on Action Figure Blues. So we appreciate all that kind of feedback and good stuff. And until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC. Hopefully when I switch out my hands, my peg doesn't come out with them. Signing off. Super articulated Mike signing off. And this is Tony. I'm doing a quang a Krang impersonation just because. I am Krang Prime. Yeah, I, I can't do a Roseanne bar. Forget it. Or, or yeah, if you could do a cool. Gilbert Gottfried, you could be like the Krang sub-commander or whatever. <laughs> I'm going to kill those titles. No. Mine might just sound like an angry Jewish kid. <laughs> what the hell happened there? And yeah, I, yeah I, I don't know. Can't can't do it. Not happening. <laughs> I sound more like more Goldman from Family Guy. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna kill those turtles. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I'm so sorry. Those poor turtles never had a chance. I had too much orange juice. <laughs> is, that, is, that like how, is that how the uh, accident happened? Like Batman had too much orange juice in Arkham Knight? Then he bumped into that chemical thing. It like turned Matt Murdock blind and the <laughs> he ruined both Matt Murdock's life and the Ninja Turtle. I'm so sorry. From that day forward, I was always donating money to this blind lawyer named <laughs> Matt Murdock. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Adam West. Damn you. Considering I have the smallest collection out of the three of us, mine, mine's pretty easy. It's like, I got that guy, that guy, that guy, and that bike. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't really have a huge collection either. I mean, I've got probably like under 10 figures. So. Oh, okay. So I look like the asshole with like 40 figures <laughs> or whatever. So. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, asshole. <laughs> asshole! <laughs> Hi, this is Mike and Tony. We're the distinctly non-asshole members of the fan hole, like this episode. Hey, what's up? This is Derek. Total asshole. I'm bringing, I'm bringing the hole to the fan holes, you know? That's got to represent. <laughs> there you go. Oh, where's my fucking lighter? Brar. Everyone knows I can't podcast without my smokes. It's like Velma and her glasses. Joe, Joe Quesada is frowning at you. Yeah, well, Joe Quesada can stick it up his ass. 